0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. I am Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris. This is You'll Die Trying. It is a podcast between two people who talk about, you know, stuff for people. Okay. I'm glad we did that.
1: <laughs> a theologian and a therapist, a musician and mortician talking about how we can be better versions of
0: ourselves. And sometimes we're going to do that or we'll die trying that's it's what it's about it's probably a disservice that it's in the business category of podcasting yeah we need to change that but I, meaning there ours? isn't a, a genre or category that would work i think for us yeah i wonder if we can add add one zone can you imagine how many there would be if you could do that <laughs> yeah, i'd be like hey there was a guy that i found out loved a japanese
1: show Found out that there wasn't a podcast for it, an American, and he it was a Japanese sitcom or something, and he started a podcast specific for this Japanese show, and it's really n- niche or niche. Very nice, and he has a nice following.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Well, I had some fun conversation uh, about our podcast recently that okay. I want to share with you. Uh, but first, I'd like for Brent Lane uh, to get his two cents in, uh, which are worth far more than that. So uh, take it away, Brent. <laughs> So this past weekend, Joy's cousin celebrated his wedding, which he and his now new wife uh, enjoyed at Bora Bora (laughs) and came back and had the reception for family and friends, which was held at the Willett Distillery, Willett Bourbon Distillery in um, Bardstown, Kentucky. They have a brand new event space. It was fantastic. They had great food. There was a Harpist, open bar, couple of premium and and uh, exquisite cocktails made kind of for the event. It was really nice. Uh, we, and then we went back to the family house up in Louisville for a dinner that night, and it was really casual. Played um, water pong because, you know, it was beer pong, but with water um, because I think everybody had had plenty well, of, to drink at that everyone point. Everyone was Baptist or something. No, 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 no. This okay. is a, a wonderfully eclectic group, um, theologically speaking. Some Roman Catholics, uh, some non practicing folks some spiritualists it's a, it's a wonderful group but anyway it was at that event that i learned of the eclectic mix of people who are listening to our podcast and i couldn't believe that these people are listening like joy's cousin who just got married they showed a video of their pictures from Bora Bora and I said to him man I'm addicted to your pictures and he's like that's okay I'm addicted to your podcast and I was like what I had full body chill all over <laughs> Isn't that me. awesome really he's like yeah we're, we're listening to it we're newly married we're finding some of this stuff really interesting we like to stop it and talk about things that y'all have talked about and I thought man that is so humbling so humbling well then it turns out other people R2 and and one woman, um, Anna, who I'll talk about in a minute, said that she had a driveway moment the other day when she was having a bad day and was listening and just stayed in her car and, and listened to whatever it was we were talking about. And she said that she found it helpful. Man, I couldn't believe it. It was the sweetest, kindest thing. So I want to give a special shout out to those, uh, the, the bridal party, I guess we would say, the newly married um, Jimmy and Alicia And all the people who were there, the Carpenters and the Sullivans and all the friends from Mississippi, uh, Ohio, it was just a beautiful group of people. And it was really, really humbling. So thank you for listening to our podcast. One of them, Anna, whom I mentioned earlier, who is best friends of the bride, uh, lives up in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area and is a, uh, she works for Delta Jets. She's in, in nursing school, but she's also going to be. Uh, she's a comedian. Oh, like full-on comedian. And she has been on and will be on a podcast um, soon about uh, movies. And it's I think his name is Doug Benson, and it's like movies with Doug or something like that. I asked her, and I still can't remember. I'm sorry, Anna we' will fix that. but we're gonna have Anna on our podcast too. Uh, she's really, really funny. She's very smart. She's a good friend, and we're, I'm looking forward to having her come down from northern Kentucky and be featured on our podcast. You'll love her.
1: That'll be really awesome. And I do have to say, in regards to that story, the other day I was texting Brent about going somewhere, and I auto-corrected to Bora Bora. It's funny that you say that. I was really? like, no, I'm not going to Bora Bora. I think I was like going to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Somewhere not Bora Bora, but right. it did auto-correct. Best Buy is now yeah, Bora Bora. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: very true. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I want to go there one day. Uh, to Best Buy. Yeah, there's one on South Frederica here, just a couple oh, okay. miles away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to go. Uh, I'd like to go there too. They have uh, incredible pictures of of their wedding there. It's just the two of them, and uh, man, what a what a wonderful wonderful thing for them. They're great great people too. I mean, so thoughtful. Have had such great life experiences, and they're just fun to be around. Yeah. So we are looking forward to to throwing a, a party. Um, for Joy's family and having all of them come back this time to Owensboro, not to Louisville, to our house and celebrate each other. Cause it's, it's crazy not to, they're great people and we don't see them enough. Yeah, we
1: want to thank you once again, as Dr. Carroll said, for listening, all of you for listening. Please be sure to like us on Facebook. Actually open your app in which you listen to us and give us a five-star review. Tell a friend, tell a foe about us. Visit com because if you download the anchor.fm
0: app, what can they do, Dr. Carroll? They can leave us. Uh, an Anchor voice message, mm-hmm. which is pretty phenomenal. You uh, go to anchor.fm, go to the voice messaging, and you can send us your voice in a message where you can tell us a joke, ask us what the, something that you want us to talk about, do an impression of us, anything that you can, anything that you will, we would love to hear from you. And we get a notification about it, which is kind of fun. Uh, we might actually feature that in an upcoming episode, which would be
1: awesome. So yeah. please visit anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying and download the anchor.fm
0: mobile app. And just so y'all know, like the fact that we really do take uh, these uh, reviews seriously that Nathan is always, always talking about. Uh, I had the privilege of, and really for the first time um, of reading some of the reviews uh, that we've had. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know uh, most of these people. Um, but they're really lovely. If you go on for me on iTunes on the podcast app, you can scroll down to the bottom of all the available episodes. And that's where the reviews are. That's where you'd leave your five star review and you can leave um, a, a rating, five star rating, and you can write a review. Uh, but people have said such uh, wonderful things. Uh, excellent podcast. I especially enjoy the dynamics between the two facilitators and the takeaways. Uh, I'm uh, grateful for and learn uh, something from every single encounter or situation. Uh, learn something new and take it away uh, every time. I listen excellent podcast. I love listening. I mean, this is really sweet. I had never seen these. Yeah, and uh, some of these date back, you know, to later last year and some some now. So lovely. I mean, just beautiful. There's also one on here uh, by a guy named Gray. Gray, speaking of Best Buy, works at Best Buy. Really? And when I met him, he told me he's a podcaster. I told him about our podcast and he started listening. And so Gray, to you, I'm sorry it's taken me so long to shout you out. However, we're bringing you on our podcast because this guy is smart and he's funny, and he's witty. And I learned that just from when I was there right. buying our phones. So we're going to get Gray on Gray, here. thank you very,
1: very much. Absolutely. That is awesome. Well, we are also, we want to take a minute. This is great. This is something that I'm really excited. I know Dr. Carroll is excited about. We are doing this episode, and it will be coming to you on YouTube. You'll be able to watch this episode as well. After you listen to it on your listening device, you will be able to go to youtube.com forward slash. You'll die trying. I think that's podcast. right. Podcast, yeah. 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 And you're going to be able to watch this, and you're going to be able to see that Dr. Carroll looks incredible, and I look like a uh, U- University of Kentucky Rupp Arena volunteer <laughs> ticket specialist. <laughs> Could you show me my seat, please? Yes. You're going to go up there and there, and you're going to go left, uh, but I am
0: wheelchair bound. I'm sorry we do not have an elevator. So we are video on YouTube, and at this point in the podcast, if you're not watching, but you're listening, we're going to, uh, to give a special wave. So that's a special little nugget for all of you who are actually watching. If you're not watching and you're listening, please do watch. Just don't do it while you Driving. drive. Yeah, yeah, That was a good. That was a good public service announcement. Absolutely. We'll be
1: diving into today, Doctor Carroll. It's up to you. Oh, this gosh. one's on you, buddy. Oh, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. You have a great day. This is you'll die trying. <laughs> you know, I want to dive in. I want to talk about. Um, we've talked about ruts a little bit in previous podcasts, but I want to talk about like. Loving where you're at, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like embracing, who was it? Uh, on right here. Look, it says embrace the suck. That's David Goggins. Does he say that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, TJ wrote it. So I guess TJ is a David Goggins listener. Or just had a similar kind of revelation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we need to. I think we need to embrace the fact that,
0: man, things kind of can suck sometimes, right? They do. <laughs> yeah, I think that it is easy for us to uh, want to quickly dismiss that those things that suck because, well, they suck, suck and they're hard. And I think we do tend to equate hard with bad. And so we want to get rid of it because we want to get back to the good and maybe even the easy. However, most of the, the character and integrity and beauty and rightness and goodness that we experience in the world has been forged from things that are hard. So as I say so many times a week, just because it's hard, doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's hard. And we need to do our very best to try to uh, gather up something from it. There is a, a, a poet named Billy Collins, who's written a poem about poetry. And he writes about how poems often are like, uh, they're, they're like brought in, like, like if you're teaching poetry, it's almost as if this class of young minds straps this poem down into a chair and beats it with a rubber hose, trying to force it to give up the truth of what it means, right? And I think that we would do wise uh, to let poetry be what it is and kind of let it speak to us as it is and in the same way, I don't think that we need to tie down our experiences and beat them in order to learn something from them, have them cough up um, some some truth or some information that we need. I think the best thing we can do is be observant and be patient and really ask, what is it about this experience, however horrible it is, that could teach me something? What is it that I need to learn now?
1: I think it's good to ask yourself that question. And it's funny because if it is hard, doesn't mean it's not, it's, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not right.
0: It does right.
1: It doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. It's and, bad. And, and It doesn't
0: make it, make it wrong. There we go. So and normally the harder thing is the writer thing. Right. And mm. I used to think for the
1: longest time that if it was hard, it, it felt wrong. You know, this is so hard. It's not supposed to be this hard. It needs yeah. to be. It, this must be wrong. This I need to go in another direction. Or I need to. You know.
0: Surround myself with different people or whatever. Yes. And I think that's very important to be mindful of. I think we always have to question our assumptions. And that would be one of those assumptions. Who says that just because it's hard, it makes it wrong? You know, like for instance, marriage or any hard. other kind of a, a relationship that people I think get into and ultimately discover marriage is hard work. Yes. Right and that typically is said well i won't say typically but that is often said by people who are having a negative experience of that of that work yeah uh, i think it's powerful to acknowledge that yeah being in a loving committed faithful kind and forgiving relationship is hard whoever said that it wouldn't be but the payoff is exquisite right so rather than take one's relationship and and extract from that one kind of punctilier moment, one point in time that might be difficult and say, well, this whole relationship isn't worth it because this is our, we, we need to take the long view. So to me, being present to the moment, which I think is what you're talking about, yes. means also having perspective that the, that all of life is made up of a chain of those moments. So I want to be present to this one. And I want to be present to how this one impacts the next one and the next one so that I can see that long view. Otherwise, in a bad moment without perspective, I could just cut and run. Right. But when you think this moment is a dot in a long line that extends out into the eternity that this relationship makes, it isn't defined by this. This is just a moment. And I meant just just a moment, and it will pass. I saw someone who had a... Tattoo this past weekend, one of our family members. <laughs> Let me
1: interrupt you real quick because he's pointing at his ankle, and I thought you were going to say they had a <laughs> they had an ankle brace for the, the they ankle. were on
0: uh, monitor. I thought
1: you were saying, oh, well, like they had a, an ankle like monitor. a home house arrest, yeah, monitor. house arrest. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's like oh
0: okay. <laughs> Her tattoo says, "This too shall pass." Um, I think that's that's a pretty pretty fantastic message uh, to have. So, I want to be present to the moment, and I want to be present to how this moment connects me to all the other moments. That kind of perspective keeps me humble and hopeful. Um, I want to talk
1: about a little bit about destination. I find myself always striving to reach a destination. And then when I get to the destination, I'm like, hmm, now what? And the thought of enjoying that journey as a business person and growing, and I'm getting to a point. I mean, I think I've made a point, but I want to also share with a story is paramount. It's so important. I looked in the parking lot the other day at, at Haley McGinnis. It's one of our larger homes and we have a, a large parking lot and it's just riddled with our fleet mm-hmm. throughout the parking lot under the portico fleet, ladies and gentlemen, meaning our removal vehicles, our limos, our SUVs, our hearses. I mean, we have 18 vehicles. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a car lot. Mm-hmm. And today I'm like, that's awesome. Mm. So my point is this journey that we're on, my goal is, our goal is 15. Now I want to do 20 locations, but 15 locations by two, uh, by 2020, right? Mm. And with all that, you have a new staff and all these, the, the fleet. And it's just, the journey is super fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm having a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are on your journey, but you're not to your destination, once you get to your destination, you're going to say, now what? So mm. enjoy where you're at, and the, you know, the running around, and and uh, just
0: enjoy it. In my mind, the the journey is the destination. I tend not to think of ever having arrived somewhere. Huh? Even going on a trip, like okay, now here we are. You know, we've we've landed, and and it's 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 no no we're. Now we're looking forward to what's about to happen. Like, landing in an airport doesn't count on as having a great trip, right? That just means you've gotten somewhere. Are and there what's people next. out there like excited just to land in the airport? There think? will be people who will tell you <laughs> that they visited all these places and really they were like just layovers, in the, just in the terminal. Like, I've been in every state, although they were, I've never been out of an airport, but that's fine, whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't tend to think of a destination. I never think, you know, I, I like to ask people uh, all the time, what is it that uh, you see as true in your life five years from now, 10 years from now? If you could look into the window of your home in 10 years, who's around the tree at Christmas, right? That's just kind of that moment in time. I tend never to think, what do I want to do? What do I, Where do I want to be? What, what What's my final place? I don't Speaking of which, I don't think I will ever really retire. No. You're
1: going to be sitting in your therapist chair and you're going to have your pen and you're going to say, tell me more about that. And then you're just going to slump over. (laughs) You're going to be like, tell me more about that. And then they're going to just think, your client there. is just going to think, "Oh, he, he's just relaxing. Oh, he's sleeping. I'm, I'm boring. So oh, sad. he is dead. He <laughs> he is is sad so sad for dead. that
0: person. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine? I think that probably happens. I grab know you that by that the collar, happened.
1: fling you down, and I just start doing CPR. Thank you. Always, I would, I would clearly need it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there is a uh, a biblical or theological rationale for retirement for people who are inclined in that direction. I don't think from a mental. An emotional health perspective that there's much uh, to say about retirement because I know so many people who retired early and they basically have lived in depression ever since, or they uh, have died earlier deaths, you know, and, and I don't know what the connection is there. I just know there are a lot of people who retired and then they died. And that's really sad of all ages, really. I I like the idea of people being able to scale back, spend more time with their children, grandchildren, of course, more importantly, even their spouses, spend some time developing or cultivating hobbies, whether it's playing golf or an instrument or traveling. That's wonderful. But in terms of just turning it off and taking the key out of feeling like you are contributing to the world in an important way, whether you want to do that as a volunteer or on a pay basis, I don't care. But I, I think doing nothing is ultimately harmful for us at 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 an intellectual and emotional, psychological level.
1: My uncle, David, he is incredible. He retired, I believe, I could be wrong, 57, Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And he worked at this place for 35 years and, and, and built up an incredible retirement. Retired and literally within like a month, he had another job because he's like, I'm bored. So then he retired from that job at 60 and then he was bored and then he started flipping houses. (laughs) So, I mean, if you find what you love, yeah. Uh, just, just do go. It. Who society says, and then all your financial planners, and we've met with a few of them, and I'm not dogging uh, those of you of my friends that have met with me in regards to financial planning. I think it's great, but society says retire at sixty, sixty five,
0: and like this is how much money you need to save mm-hmm. if you want to retire. Then like don't just do what you love. Yeah, as long as you can, that, and that's yeah. why I think it's so important that we never take anything for granted. Right, I think that we are as a people typically pretty. Um, Oblivious to the beauty uh, of what it means to be healthy, you know. It has been said, your health is your wealth, and it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. It does not matter what you have when you when your health begins to tank; it changes everything.
1: Oprah Winfrey in like two thousand and six four. I don't remember this. I'm getting. I'm watching the show, and she was talking to one of her guests, and she was talking about health, mm. and she was like, "Don't we just take for granted?" And this. Sounded stupid at the time, but I've taken it with me. Like, you can literally, you know, go to the restroom and use your facilities on your own. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people who can't, and like it's funny because we only appreciate our health when we're sick. Mm-hmm. It's like oh I don't feel good, oh I wish I feel better, oh I'm so glad I'm healthy and happy. Once you're ha- healthy, and then you forget about it again.
0: Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. We yeah. take it for granted. Absolutely. And as a result, we're, I don't think that we are um, as grateful as we could be. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are people who tend to kind of slough off the notion that gratitude uh, is an attitude that changes things for the better, but I can't say enough about how that kind of positivity really does literally change your life. Yeah. When you come at things from a perspective of gratitude, even for instance, we were talking about this phrase, embrace the suck. What about the situation I'm in can I be grateful for? It changes everything. Think of something, Nathan, you specifically, that has happened to you, let's say relatively recently, that you can talk about that has been hard. Whether it's been a business decision or a business opportunity that didn't materialize or the the departure of someone, like say something about something that's just been hard. Just an example.
1: One of our locations was having a, a very difficult uh, third and fourth quarter of 2018. Very hard. It was very, very hard because decisions had to be made internally yep. uh, to transition and to move, maneuver people around reallocate like chess resources. Yeah, yeah. reallocate resources, move people around like chess pieces. And we had never had to do that before because we were one location for the longest time. And here we are now five and we're just moving people. And that was so hard it for was us. It hard, yeah. Uh, the great thing about it that I learned and realized is we have an incredible group of people. Mm-hmm. The people that were reallocated
0: uh, stepped up and have begun to shone like the sun. Yes, they've, they've like begun flourish. to shine. They're flourishing, yeah.
1: and also I've realized that I'm a good leader. Mm-hmm. And you know, people sometimes would say that I will put the cart before the horse, and and all these things. And you know what? No, because I am four steps ahead of you. That you might think I'm putting the cart before the horse. so those are that was a very difficult third, fourth quarter. I, those were sad days. I'm very proud to say that absolutely turned you know, for the better yeah. and everyone is flourishing. Every, the location is flourishing and we're, we're back on
0: track. So what are you grateful for about having to live through that?
1: I am grateful because I, I'm grateful for our people. I'm grateful for the knowledge to be able to make those decisions. And I'm grateful to realize that I actually am a good leader in the team mm-hmm. that helped me, you know, you specifically mm-hmm. and, you know, Megan and helping us really figure out this. Mm. So that's what I'm grateful for. What about good. you? What's something that you had to recently go through?
0: Oh, uh, well, there's there are some things that I have to do work-related um, that involve the judicial system where I have to represent uh, a child, for instance, in a, in a custody evaluation case or I might have to work with some uh, highly conflictual parents who are not together but have to co-parent and try to help them do that peacefully for the child's sake. And, uh, and it's hard, it's difficult, especially when you have to uh, write a report and submit it to uh, judges and attorneys and you know you become very scrutinized, but the reality is it's just hard to listen to the things that have been spoken in this report. So it, doing that sometimes, I, it just gets me down because it, it just makes me think that the, the justice system sometimes is um, self-protective and I think it doesn't always stand up and, and speak out on behalf of those who don't have a voice and who really need uh, to be heard because it becomes a game. It becomes theater between the most kind of uh, colorful or loquacious uh, of the representative council. And recently I've had a, a difficult case uh, and it was hard. I lost sleep a lot of nights over this case because it, it involves um, you know, some difficult circumstances and finally, you know, finished it. Uh, what I'm grateful for though, is that uh, I, my perspective, as hard as it was to be the only one to stand up and say, I think this is what's happening in, in the, in the, this world of these, this family, other people had then begun to see it too. So, whereas I felt like I was standing out on my own on the very thin limb, now others have come around and said, oh yeah, we, we, t- we totally agree, which is it's helpful i don't typically look for validation in the work world but this is one where you kind of need to because it involves people's lives and and um, custody and that kind of stuff so i'm grateful for the difficulty of that because it made me aware that standing up for in this case specifically standing up for any child uh is while difficult absolutely necessary and I would do it again a thousand times the same way.
1: Kudos to you, man.
0: No, uh, and I think about that in relationships, yeah. You know, getting where, where I am now with joy and with our family. You know, it's, they're, they're broken roads that we travel, but uh, I'd do it a million times to get where I am. Yeah. I'm so grateful for it.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we always appreciate what you bring to this life and how you listen and and, and share this, this podcast. I want to challenge you. Don't say this week, I can't wait for, insert blank enjoy where you're at, mm-hmm. enjoy it, enjoy the drive, enjoy the challenge, enjoy the monotony maybe, uh, because with those things comes, I think, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, Like an aha moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: An epiphany. There you go, an epiphany. So
0: enjoy where you're at, stop saying I can't wait for, and just appreciate where you are. Another thing to go along with that I think it, to spin this whole be present in the moment with gratitude is to change language from I have to do something to I get to do something uh, that that and we've talked about that once before that that language shift yeah uh, language matters the words we use matter and when we say I have to go to the grocery, there is a sense of obligation, a sense of oughtness, a sense of duty, of of you know requirement, and it's different than when you say "I get to" instead of dumpster diving <laughs>
1: for their next meal. And the you know no joke,
0: right? But when yeah, exactly. There are there are there are people who would love to have the freedom to leave work and go to the grocery and mm-hmm. fill the cart and take it home and feed your kids. There are people who don't get to do that at all, right? You're exactly right. So not only that perspective, but also when you, get, when, you, when you say out loud to yourself, I get to do this, you're saying there, there is an opportunity that awaits me. How many of us go to the grocery expecting something incredible to happen? I would venture to say a small percentage of us, if any at all. And yet, every time we encounter people, there's always the possibility that something incredible can happen. Wow. It's all about what we're looking for what we anticipate, what we expect and what we want. And if we poured ourselves into that, we wouldn't need a destination because every moment is its own destination. And it creates this long line that is the journey. And we don't care really where we're going because every moment we've already gone somewhere and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and we're paying attention to it. Well, I get to
1: leave here today and go and be with you and all of our amazing staff. Yes, I
0: know. That's exciting. Yes, it is. And uh, I get to come back here soon and do this again. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Nathan Morris. I am Jonathan Carroll. This is You'll Die Trying, episode number 72. That's awesome. Gosh, that's crazy. Until next time. See ya.